Let's go. Welcome to the Poptimist. Meg Williams triumphantly returns. <laughs> yes. With a new album, Take Me As I Am, the Muscle Shoals Sessions. I have to be able to say that properly. <laughs> Out now on Nola Blue Records. Yes. So who plays on the album with you? So um, the rhythm section is the Muscle Shoals session players down there. So uh, Justin Holder on drums, uh, Clayton Ivey on organ, uh, Bob Ray on bass, uh, Will McFarlane played guitar on a few songs, um, and then I'm playing guitar on every song, singing. Mm -hmm. uh, my friend Dan Wacht, he's yes. a slide player in yes, town. Yes, of course. Yes. He's playing on some songs. Um, my friend Sarah Rogers, uh, she's from Buffalo, New York. Uh, we used to gig together for uh, many years. Very good friend of mine, but she came down and sang uh, harmonies for me. So that was really special. What was that experience like recording there? Because you recorded at Fame, right? Yeah. Oh, it was incredible. It was, it was so amazing. It was very... Did you cry? I would have cried. <laughs> I was borderline about to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There, it, it was very emotional, for sure. Yeah. Just to um, know all the history in the studio yeah. and um, just to be there and be a part of it and play with such amazing musicians. And it was, it was such an amazing experience. What was the process like writing for this album? Did you have all the songs going into the studio? Did you yeah. co-write? Um, so it's 12 songs total. I wrote eight of them by myself, and then four of them are co-writes with uh, some other songwriters in town. Um, yeah, and it's it's a collection of songs that I've written over the past about year, year and a half, mm -hmm. uh, since I've been here and grown. And Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, uh, a few of the co-writes I did with uh, Jenny Teeter is one okay, of the songs. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, Terry Goose Downing. Uncle Goose. Uh, Uncle Goose. <laughs> um, and uh, Scott Barrier and Chase Walker. Um, we did a three-way, three-way right. That's hard to say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, uh, Claire Kelly. Uh, that was the last co-write, so, Yeah. Did you have a, a concise idea of what you wanted going into the studio, or were you just kind of more like go with the flow and see what happens? Um, I had a I had a good idea of what I want everything to sound like. So uh, I produced the the album. So I. It sounds really good. Thank you. <laughs> it sounds pro. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> yeah. So I. Um, I mean, yeah. I, I knew. I knew what I wanted it to sound like, and the players made it come alive. So, <laughs> was this your first time producing? No, I've I've done that. Um, I've always kind of self-produced. Yeah. yeah, that's kind I of the way. To, I like yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of the way to do it, especially if yeah. you have a particular sound in mind. Because like yeah. you, as an artist, you have a very particular sound. Yeah. Just like the way you touch an instrument uh -huh. and the way you hear things. Yeah. Um, yeah, and you know I. Yeah, it was it was fun, and I like to to bring my own kind of touch to things there in the music, and I have certain things I want to hear, and so um, yeah, so I was I was happy to to do that. <laughs> was there anything that surprised you in the process of writing or recording this album? Maybe something that you learned about music or about yourself? Um, I have a lot more respect for my voice <laughs> now because. Um, I did all 12 song vocals in two days. Wow. <laughs> which was which was a lot. Yeah. That <laughs> and, is a lot. 
Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm proud of my voice for being such a champ, I guess, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, but, um, yeah, it's just, it, I mean, it's amazing what, what you can do when you get into the studio, yeah. you know, <laughs> and what kind of comes out and what happens, and, um, yeah, so, you know, uh, 12 songs was <laughs> a lot, so, <laughs> so to go down there and, and do that and crank it out in those five days was really... It was a lot of work, and it was a lot of hard work, but um, it was so rewarding and a lot of fun to, to share those experiences with all the players. A lot of the limitations we put on ourselves are usually mental. Yes. It's it's so true. So very true. I've found that I say, you know, I don't know how to do this or I can't do this, mm-hmm. but chances are if you just try and mm-hmm. not be afraid to mess it up. Exactly. Because it's like, who cares if you if you have a bad vocal take? You can just do it again. Exactly. You can do it again until you get it right. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, you know that when you're in the middle of it there, and then you're like, oh wow, I have you know I gotta I gotta sing you know twelve songs in these two three days you know and then but you can do it you know if you just like let all those worries go and just just do it and just have fun with it and just feel it so. Yeah, that was one thing I think, um, I guess uh, going back to your question there, like one thing you learned about yourself is, Mm -hmm. yeah, just... You can do it. You can do it. Just do it. Yeah. (laughs) Were these songs that you were playing live and had already kind of been testing out Mm -hmm. on audiences, everything like that? Yeah. Um, Yeah, all of them I had played live except for one song. Um, Two of the songs were actually uh, re-records of uh, two songs that were on the EP, maybe someday, that... Mm -hmm. uh, uh, I released in 2017, and that's a little bit of the devil, and I feel a heartache coming. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, when I when I recorded those initially, I had already been playing them, but then I've been playing them for a year and a half later, and they, you know, I added in a breakdown section on heartache, and they were a little faster in different parts, and I'm like, man, I I want to do the I want to re-record these, so um, so I did that, uh, um, just to show how they sound now, you know. Did that come from just playing them live and then further uh, developing? Yeah, so just playing them live for, you know, when you play, when you play the same song uh, live in different sets and different venues and stuff, you know, um, they're gonna, they're gonna sound a little different a year and a half later or two Mm -hmm. years later, so, uh, but I loved how they were sounding now, so, um, it was cool to see that evolution and, uh, do them again. Yeah. Yeah, that was fun. It is funny how playing around town or just playing out mm-hmm. in general, when you go, like, different set lists feel different in different yeah, rooms. exactly. It's like the one uh, band that I'm gigging with right now, Emma Holden Trio. Mm-hmm. We've, been, um, we've been changing up our set list because we have yeah. different kinds of songs. Like, we mm-hmm. have super heavy, like, Nirvana mm-hmm. kind of songs, and then we'll have kind of Groove and John Mayer Trio kind of songs. Cool. So, different venues, like, if we play at the Cobra, we'll open up with a real rocker, yeah, you know what I mean, or something like that, but if we play, I don't know, somewhere, if you play at somewhere like the Five Spot, you can you can do something a little bit more groove in there. Totally. Yeah, no, I, I totally feel the same way, you know, there's there's different, there's some songs that kind of work for, for any venue, and then there's some, like, you know, you bust out the heavier songs yeah, for those heavier for sure. sets, and more of the lighter stuff, or... It's so it's so weird how that happens. It's almost like the walls of whatever the venue that you're playing in, mm-hmm. they make it sound different. Yeah, I like changing the set every night, and, and I like it. People, yeah, you kind of feel out what like 
you know, what's the crowd feeling? Is this a is this a rowdy crowd? Do they want to hear some some rock and roll? Yeah, <laughs> they they feeling chill. So yeah, it's fun to kind of feel it out mm-hmm. and see. Yeah, um, you know, I'll go into sometimes shows with with a set list in mind, and then you know the crowd turns out completely different than expected, and like, all right, they want to hear the <laughs> the cooking Change it stuff. On the fly. Here, so yeah, um, but that's that's exciting to do. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is that something you just learned from playing or were there any musicians who inspired you to kind of be that way and take that approach? Uh, kind of just changing in the spot. I think yeah. a few different things. I mean, I've been going to jams for probably... Shout out to Kara. Shout out to Kara. <laughs> Forever and always. <laughs> Forever and always. <laughs> um, yeah, for probably like 10 plus years now. Yeah. So just... I feel like when you go to jams, you're, you, you learn, never know. You learn how to be extremely flexible, <laughs> and mm-hmm. like cause you never know what you're gonna play. Yeah. Um, also, I mean, um, I'm not currently practicing music therapy, but I am also a music therapist. Yeah, I remember um, you saying that the last yeah, time. Yeah, and that uh, is all about adapting in the moment and changing in the moment and being uh, just. You know, if one thing's not working, switch it, change it, you know, try different things. So I think just the nature of all these different things. And then just from performing all the time and, um, you know, you just you just kind of learn to, like, oh, we're going to do this, you know, mm-hmm. change things. Got to roll the punches. And, yeah. And you, you learn how to do it seamlessly. So, yeah. Yeah, because... It gets done a bunch of times not yeah. seamlessly yeah. first. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's what I kind of like about the jams, though. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are like, I hope it's on a train wreck tonight. Oh, da, da, da. You know how it is at the jams. Like, <laughs> people talking beforehand, whoever they're up with. I like it when it's a train wreck. I hope it goes <laughs> off the rails because it's like, can we can we get it back? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's. I mean, you never know what's going to happen, and that's kind of the exciting and fun part. Yeah. Know, whatever. It's cool. Whatever happens. <laughs> what have you been listening to lately? Ooh, um, I mean, I'm always listening to Tedeschi Trucks Band. Yes, They're classic. The Meg yes. Williams classic. Uh, you know? Um, Gary Clark Jr. His new album's good. It's real good. Yeah. He's awesome. Um, Blackberry Smoke. Love that. Um, I don't know. Just so much stuff. It's, there's so much stuff out there. Those yeah. are some of the big ones, the main ones. John Mayer. Of course. I, I really like John Mayer. <laughs> I love John he's Mayer, awesome. too. We had a John Mayer love fest on the first yes, one. I remember we're gonna we have talked about it. <laughs> he's coming here uh, in August. Oh, cool. Are you going to see him? What day is it? I don't know what day it is. Oh, I just man. know it's in August. You got dates on the road or something? <laughs> I don't know. I'll have, to, I'll have to see when he's playing. Yeah. That would be so amazing. Yeah. Um, let's see. Yeah. I always like... I've been getting into... Um, I listen to Marin Morris. I like kind of getting some of the country rock as well, and the southern mm-hmm. rock and blues rock, and so keeping a keeping a wide range of. <laughs> Do you like Sturgill Simpson? You know, I don't listen to him that much. Um, He's a badass guitar player. Ooh. Like, okay. really shreddy. Uh, all of those, because he's a bluegrass picker. Mm-hmm. Like, any of those bluegrass pickers that play rock yeah. always are just like, they're yeah. almost like metal guys with their speed <laughs> and their accuracy because yeah. they're just up and cool. down the neck. I'll have to check them out. Yeah. yeah. I like, um, yeah, there's, I mean, there's so many, you know, there's so many artists that, like, we always need to, to check out and stuff. He's For the, sure. He's definitely one. I'll I'll listen to him. I think he's got a new album on the horizon. He hasn't announced it yet, but yeah. I think he's been working on it. I love Maggie Rose. Do you listen? Did you listen to her new album? No. 
um, changed the whole thing. That that was one of my favorite albums that came out this year. She's she's awesome. Is it that country kind of sound? Kind of country soul. Um, I like that combination. Yeah, really. She's very soulful. Um, and the album has a lot of soul vibe to it, but she's also a country artist, so it's cool. It's really good, and I think they did the whole thing live, um, just live. In the As video. it should be. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's an awesome album. Mm-hmm. I'll have to check it out. Uh, I think she is, she just played here, right, or she's going to? Yeah, uh, I think a few months ago. She played yeah. at the Basement East. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. what I thought. Yeah, she's real good. I was just at the Basement East a few um a few days ago mm-hmm. when Carol, you know, Caroline Rose, have you ever heard of her before? She's like a, like indie pop kind of. Mm-hmm. And, um, but I saw her play and she was, uh, she's promoting her album loner. This is like the last leg of the tour. Yeah. But her whole album that, well, the album cover is of mm-hmm. her and there's like 20 cigarettes in her mouth. Wow. <laughs> And it looked like a stand-up comedy thing to me. When I first <laughs> uh-huh. saw it, I thought that it was going to be. It reminded me kind of like Sarah Silverman gotcha. or something okay. like that. That gotcha. kind of humor. Yeah. Um, just real crass. Okay. Um, but, yeah, she was really good, and she's very funny. She tells, like, yeah. a lot of great nice. stories live and all of that. And one of, the, cool. one of the things she talked about, she has this one song called um, More of the Same. And she was just telling the story about how she, she wrote the song and all of that. And the song, to me, it really reminds me of, like, what it really means to be a millennial. Like, gotcha. our generation is, a, like, a really good snapshot. That whole ha- album is, okay. in a lot of ways. But um, the song is just really uh, almost kind of, it sounds kind of bored and apathetic, but also <laughs> regretful is not the right word, gotcha. but it's worth checking out. Okay. I'll definitely She's a fantastic out. songwriter. And she kind of reminds me of David Bowie. She doesn't sound like David Bowie. But you know those great kind of artists that just change a bunch? Yeah. They change, like, there's, like, different phases of their career. Mm -hmm. She has a lot of star power. I think she's going to be very big. Okay. But she's she's pretty good. And the Basement East, of course, is always awesome. Super cool venue. Have you played there before? I played there, um, I think, about two years ago uh, when I was... Uh, I think it was about two years ago. It was like a lineup of like, you know, when they have the, like the seven, eight bands that yeah. uh, do like the 30 minutes. theme minute night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we played a, a short set there. It was a lot of fun. I haven't played yet, there yet, but I really like the vibe. It, yeah. It feels different than a lot of other venues, I think, it's in Nashville. It's fun going to shows there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, uh, the Growlers played there, and I really wanted to see them. They're, nice. they're a really good band, too. Cool. They, um, a couple of years ago, they had this album released by, or, uh, Produced by Julian Casablancas from The Strokes. Okay, cool. Which The Strokes were <laughs> one of my f- favorite bands nice. of all time. Yeah. Like, I got super into them. They were, like, one of the big ones for me totally. in the beginning. Cool. Because I've always been really into, like, indie rock yeah. and Arctic Monkeys and Vampire Weekend and all that good stuff. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, I have all <laughs> this sheet, sheet music, all this charts of stuff that I've been working on. Nice. And, yeah, all the, all the jazz shit I've been working on. I've just been hungry lately. Do you feel that <laughs> that vibe musically where you're like, I just need to taste something new in my playing? I mean, I I go through kind of cycles with, with songwriting. Sometimes, you know, I'll write, like, a couple songs, but then lately I've been getting that fever again where it's like, you know, there's going to be, like, seven to ten songs coming. I don't know if you kind of... 
totally. that kind of vibe. Where, I know what you mean. Like, oh, it's time to write. Yeah. The next <laughs> yeah. album. <laughs> Woo. Yeah. Hey, always working on something. No, um, yeah, so I, I definitely feel that, like, with songwriting. Mm-hmm. That, you know, there's always, you know, there's always songs, but then there's there's peaks and... Um, Ebbs and flows. Yeah, of, like, you know, lots of songs. So yeah, <laughs> that for kinda, sure. That kind of thing. I, uh... I really find that what it's been for me since I've been in Nashville has just been like playing, 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 yeah. playing. It hasn't mm-hmm. been so much songwriting because mm-hmm. I've written a bunch of songs, but I've really gotten away from songwriting. I've only written really a couple since I've been in Nashville. Okay. And I recorded one of them and it turned out really good and I'm really proud of it, but it also made me really feel like I want to do something more musically complex and head into like a more gotcha cerebral direction Ooh. with the kind of music i'm playing so i think that's why i've been getting into jazz yeah, okay and um i personally feel like i'm just about to head into a jocko phase Ooh. i never thought i would say that in my life <laughs> there you go because i've always been i've always seen myself as like a songwriter mm-hmm. more so than like even a bass player okay but there's just something about jocko's playing that i can respect now gotcha like right. looking looking back like, as far as phases of stuff that I listen to and go mm-hmm. through, do you find yourself not almost musically ready or ready to accept something that you might be interested in? Like, I'm asking this in a really confusing way. <laughs> so, for instance, is there something that you used to hate that you love now? Oh, man. Um, I don't know if hate is the best word, but, like, you know, before I moved to Nashville, I, I didn't listen to any country music, really. I mean, Mm -hmm. like, very little. Um, but now that I'm here, and I'm surrounded by it, and I just, you know, I find myself putting on certain, like, country soul, like, Chris Stapleton. I mean, I've had Traveler in my car. Yeah. Um. um, Great album. Yeah. I, I've probably listened to that one, I don't even know how many times. Mm -hmm. It's, It's such a good album. And I was listening to it again on my way here, um, but, you know, like Chris Stapleton, Maren Morris, and um, artists like that, that, you know, I, I'm i really loving the, the songwriting and that kind of country soul and country rock vibe, so, and southern rock. Um, so, um, I never, I never really disliked it, I just, like, never listened to it. Didn't now, get it yet. Yeah, and so, so now that some of my favorite stuff is that southern rock music. So. Nashville has put everything in context. Yeah. From what it sounds like, and mm-hmm. it's like... For me, I've always been okay with country music, and I thought it's good, but as I've grown up, I've really learned to appreciate someone like Merle Haggard way more than I could have when I was 16, Mm -hmm. because a lot of the stuff he sings about is, like, real stuff. Yeah. It's like falling in and out of love, Mm -hmm. and, like, being in a relationship, and working, and country songwriting, to me, is about storytelling. Mm -hmm. That's what... Nashville is it's Mm -hmm. like the art of songwriting yeah and you know being surrounded by so many songwriters and so many great songs every day you just you know I I I don't know if you feel this way but when I listen to music now I'm like really a lot more in tune like listening to the lyrics and the message and the the lyrical content now especially for sure yeah Mm -hmm. I mean that that's what I feel like a lot of non-musicians probably connect with the most is the lyrics and it's like when you're a musician we kind of went backwards i guess yeah for sure yeah i think for me what ended up happening was anytime i really like something now 
it's I don't think about how it's made. Mm-hmm. Like it just impresses me the first time mm-hmm. I hear it. I'm like, whoa, what is this? This yeah. is good. And I go back to like just being a straight up fan and not thinking mm-hmm. about the playing, not thinking about the songwriting, not mm-hmm. thinking about the production, not thinking about how yeah. they rolled everything it's out. How it makes you feel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just real, natural, mm-hmm. untapped and pure. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So I got a question about co-writing with Goose. Okay. What was that process like? It was so fun. I mean, Goose and I are, are such good friends. Um, and we play together quite a bit. Um, at Writer's Rounds. Writer's Rounds. And uh, he sat in at the CD release show uh, the other day. And we played at Douglas Corner. And nice. So um, we've been playing a lot together. And... Uh, we just were hanging out, and he um, showed me this um, chord progression he came up with, and it was the chord progression to tell everybody on the album. Mm-hmm. And um, just he started playing it, and I was thinking, I'm like, man, this song's like a, like a I want to tell everybody, you know, like yeah. how I'm feeling, all this stuff. And we just started jamming on it, and the, the lyrics just came from there. And we we wrote it that, that in an hour or two when we were just hanging out. So, um yeah, we just connected so well. We just connect so well musically. He's a great songwriter. Great songwriter. Such and the tradition songwriter. of Nashville songwriters, mm-hmm. I would say Goose is definitely up there. Oh yeah, Goose is awesome. So that was that was really cool to, uh, yeah, we just it just kind of happened. And yeah. Yeah, we were uh, real excited about it. We just started playing it out a bunch and. Um, and he's recording it as well, so it's going to be... Um, oh, nice. Yeah. Is he going to put it on his album? Yeah. yeah that's yeah. cool. I so like that. On his album also well. very Nashville. <laughs> yeah, I, it's definitely cool when you co-write to hear, um, you know, your songs. You, you know, I sing the song, and then he sings the song as well, and it's cool to hear how each of us do it very differently. Um, mine's a little bit more like rock heavy and his is a little more like kind of laid back, uh, New Orleans In the, style. Go- the goose yeah, style. In the, in the goose style. Yeah. And, so, um, you know, same with like, uh, the song I wrote with Jenny Teeter, it's called Take a Chance on My Love. And, uh, we both perform it live, uh, all the time. And, uh, I play for her quite a bit and then she'll, she'll play for me sometimes. So it's neat to go back and forth to being like backing her and, uh, doing the harmonies on that song, but then like turn around, I play it with my group. Um, I'm singing lead, and then she'll do the harmonies. Mm-hmm. So it's it's cool to hear it, uh, you know, all the different ways. Who's mm-hmm. playing in your your band now? Is it still Kirby on drums, Will Beeman mm-hmm. on bass, Dan is mm-hmm. still shredding with you? Yep, uh, Kieran Gupta on oh, the organ. Dude, yes. Yeah, yeah. Basses. Um, I have a few different bass player is kind of who's ever available. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, Nashville story, right? <laughs> yeah, um, but Will played with us at, uh, that was the, the, the lineup you mentioned that we played at the local the other yes. day. Yes. So, yeah. Our home. Yes, our home. <laughs> um, what dates do you have coming up right now? Do you have any shows on the horizon in the next couple of weeks? Yeah, um, next week I'm playing, uh, next Friday I'm at the Lipstick Lounge over here in East Nice, okay, cool. Are you doing, like, full band, or is it, okay? yep, so, um, I'll be playing with Kirby, Dan Wecht, uh, Kieran, and Bill Boyce on bass. Oh, nice, fellow Manor. Yes, so, um, that's gonna be super fun. We, this exact lineup we played, um, I think it was back in either January or February at Lipstick Lounge, Mm -hmm. so we're coming back, uh, on Friday. Um, that's seven to nine. Uh, it's always a really fun time. What's the, what's the date for that? 
Uh, Friday the 10th. Okay, cool. 7 to 9. And that'll be a lot of fun. Uh, the 8th, I'm playing uh, the uh, 615 Spotlight on okay. uh, Tin Roof on Broadway. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Nice. Cool. Have you played there before? I haven't played there before. I've done the one on Demumbrian, but I haven't played at the, the Broadway, Broadway location yet. Cool. Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, yeah, so I have uh, several shows next week, um, but anyone want, that wants to keep up with the show schedule can go to megwilliamsmusic.com slash shows. <laughs> Perfect. And where can we find your Instagram at? At megwilliamsmusic. Okay. Anywhere else that we should look for you on the internet? <laughs> um, you can um, find my music on Spotify, iTunes, Amazon. My Facebook is slash megwilliamsguitar. Um, yeah, my website, megwilliamsmusic.com, so, yeah. Awesome. All over the place. (laughs) Thank you for coming on. (laughs) Thanks for having me.